Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on everything silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SportsNot.com. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Nation, hello and let's go. Welcome to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast brought to you by SportsNot.com. I am your host, Evan Grow, and well, I gotta say, we've waited a long time for it to get here, but training camp and preseason is officially over, and we are now less than two weeks away from the first Sunday of NFL football for your Las Vegas Raiders, and the Raiders will get the season kicked off with a big-time divisional matchup against the Chargers, a team that many are believing could make some noise in the AFC, and I'm sure, though, Josh McDaniels and the Raiders will have something to say about that come September 11th, but before we we get to week one, and and we're going to have plenty of time to to break that down here in the next week, Uh, and, and speaking of next week, I will... Uh, be getting back to my regular season schedule. You can expect to hear from me every Thursday evening with a preview of the upcoming game, as I have done in the past, those of you who have been with me for some time now. Also this season, I want to get back to doing the game recaps, which would drop Monday evening following a Sunday afternoon game. And I just want to kind of give you that information to keep you up to date with the plan for the upcoming season. Uh, But there are a couple other things that we need to discuss here today some things that need to be talked about. Number one, the 53-man roster, which will become official on Tuesday. Now, by the time some of you listen to the show, it may already have been released, but I wanted to give you some of my thoughts uh, on how I feel it could potentially shake out. And then also here at the top of the show, those of you that follow me on Twitter, at egrope 5 by the way, if you don't, I teased the other day a big announcement that I, I I would be sharing. I'm going to share it here on the show today, and then I will tweet it out again uh, on Twitter to make sure everyone sees it on Twitter as well uh, about the future of the podcast going forward. And, and so that's where I'm going to begin today. Here, first of all, what I want to do is I want to I want to thank all of the listeners and all of the subscribers to the podcast over the years for all of your support. I love hearing from you guys on Twitter, and and I hope that you guys will continue to do that, uh, both good and bad, because I'm always looking for ways to improve the show. Uh, Those of you who don't know, maybe just started listening to the show recently, I started doing this podcast back in March of 2019 uh, after dabbling for a couple of years as, as a blogger for the various Raiders websites, that are out there. And, and, and during that time, I, I've been fortunate enough to, to work with, with many great people um, along the way and, and have been a part of some great teams and great networks. Um, as you know, most recently, I, I've been with uh, Silver and Black Today and, and Scott Gilbranson. Uh, that later merged with another uh, network and, and became Vegas Sports Today. Eventually, uh, we all kind of wound up, uh, Scott Gilbranson, myself, and Mo Moten, we all became a part of the team over at sportsnot.com as part of their media group. 
Uh, Scott and Mo were, were contributing as, as writers, and, and, and Mo still does, and Scott does occasionally as well as contributors on their website. Um, obviously, though, since that time, Scott and Mo have now become part of the Odyssey original uh, podcast family and their network, which if you guys don't already, please go out and subscribe to their show. Uh, they are just crushing it right now. They're doing a great job. You're going to get multiple shows a week with those guys. Um, you know, they're putting out four shows a week right now, three or four shows a week. I know during the season, um, they plan to do instant reaction immediately after the game, uh, another show during the week. So they're, they're pumping out a lot of great content there for you. You can also find their show streaming on YouTube if you're into the video aspect as well. Uh, you won't find two better guys out there that are, are are doing it for Raider Nation. So so please go out there and support them. And I would like to thank both of them personally for you know their help and support along the way. Um, they they've come on as guests for me. They've um, included me uh, when Scott was with Raider Nation Radio. He you know he brought me on as a, a contributor to that. So can't thank those guys enough. Big shout out to the fellows over at Silver and Black today. But all that being said, I, I felt it was time for just Pod Baby t- to make a move, and so with that, with that out of the way, w- the announcement that I have for you guys is that I have teamed up with with SB Nation and and just Pod Baby. Uh, after today, uh, can now be found uh, as a part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. Now I've kind of come full circle in a way because those of you that have have listened, uh, you know, since the beginning may recall that I previously spent time with SB nation and silver and black pride. So, you know, they have now welcomed me back with open arms and, and I'm, and I'm very happy to be back with them, uh, as the, the 2022 season, uh, gets started here. Um, I'm going to ask that you please go out and subscribe to the silver and black pride podcast feed. I'm sure many of you out there listening already do, but if you, don't, um, please do it. Um, again, it's the silver and black pride podcast feed. Um, just so you're aware when you do subscribe, you will not only get my show, but you will get all the other shows that are a part of that network, including tape. Don't lie that podcast, which, um, is hosted by BD Williams and Marcus Johnson. And and you should be familiar with those guys. If you're not, if you're a Raider fan, you want to become familiar with those two. I've had them on as guests, uh, over the years. If you're a film junkie, then that their show is going to be right up your alley. Also, uh, Matt Holder, uh, he hosts a weekly show uh, on the, on the network as well, uh, titled Holder's Handful. And, and Matt is a contributor to Silver and Black Pride as a writer, as well as with his podcast. And he he just recently shared the news that he's joining Bleacher Report as well, and, and he will contribute with their NFL draft coverage. So that's exciting. He knows the game really well. And, and last, you will hear a show uh, also from, from, from Bill Williamson, who has covered the NFL for a very long time. And so there is lots of Raiders content available for you over at Silver and Black pride on their podcast feed you click that subscribe button and you get you you will get um, access to all of that on one stream which is really nice um and, and i hope that all of you make the move over there with me you've been loyal um again i i 
I, I do it for you guys. You know, I, I enjoy doing this, but I enjoy it more when I get the feedback from the listeners. That's what keeps me doing it. So please, please, please go out there and, and subscribe uh, over there right now. This will be the final show on this current podcast feed. So you don't want to miss out on, on all the cool things that I have in store for you um, this season. And of course, make sure you're following me on Twitter at egrope 5 um, I'll keep you updated with all the things going on with the show this year. And please check out my website, justpodbaby.com as well. All right, with, now that that's out of the way, let, let's get down to football, right? That's why you tune into the show each and every week. Major roster cuts coming down Tuesday, right? We all know this. Some moves were made over the weekend. The big one, and it was the one that we kind of had been waiting on, was the news of Brandon Parker. He now heads to this, uh, the season-ending IR, and we've been speculating it um, since the Hall of Fame game. We get confirmation uh, on it now, and it's really just an unfortunate situation for Parker, who is who's really fought and clawed his way to, to stay on this roster since 2018, this was a Gruden pick. He uh, was, you know, he had been criticized heavily from the fan base, but last year he kind of stepped into a starting role after Leatherwood struggled at, at right tackle, ended up starting 13 games, and and seemed to be in the lead for the starting job again this year until the injury occurred. And I mentioned fighting and clawing. You know, he he was. He has survived the transition from the the Gruden and Mayak era to the Ziegler and and McDaniel's era. He was signed as a free agent this past off season, uh, but beyond this season, his his future is a bit uncertain because, as I mentioned, he did sign only a one year deal. He will become a free agent in twenty twenty three. So we'll have to kind of see how that all plays out for him, along with Parker. Heading to the IR is the recently signed Tay Davis, uh, linebacker, and Tyler Lancaster as well. So they will no longer be a part of the team. And, and then there were two early cuts that were made over the weekend as well, Justin Hall and Nick Bauer. So if you're doing the math, that's five more players that are now off this team. This roster is down, has been trimmed down to 75 uh, at this point in time. Still still some work to be done. My thoughts on the, on the cuts that are about to happen. I don't expect to see many big surprises at this point. You know, I thought that we got some more clarity with the roster in some of the positions like quarterback when they traded Nick Mullins and at running back when uh, Kenyon Drake was released. I thought those were a couple positions where, you know, were they going to keep two quarterbacks? Were they going to keep three quarterbacks? And, and the same goes for the running back position. I think now when you look at the roster, there's, there's a, positions with with a few questions that remain I'm going to start at a wide receiver you know how many are they going to keep I think that's been kind of the big question um you know I mentioned the moves that were made with Nick Mullins and Kenyon Drake they also released Demarcus Robinson right with the first cut so um things became a little bit more clear there but will it be five or will it be six and and if so who gets that final spot I think that's kind of where we're at right now and and to me, it's come down to two players, DJ Turner and Keelan Cole, who who are most likely gonna, you know, are battling for that final spot. I think Tyron Johnson is is safe. And and when you look at Turner and Cole, both guys played late into the final preseason game. I, I think Cole is is the more experienced, the more proven player with some more, you know, skins on the wall. And then when you look at Turner, he's he's a younger player, more versatile. 
and he just offers something that Cole does not, and that and that's his ability in the return game. And if there's one thing that we know about Dave Ziegler, it's that he likes players that can do more than one job and that can help the team in, in multiple ways. That is one thing that he has talked about, and it's kind of shown up here in, in the way that he's kind of worked this roster. So, so that's certainly one position I will be looking for. The next question that I think remains is, is what do they do with Alex Leatherwood? You know, is another team willing to take him up in a trade? Reports say that they have tried shopping him. Reports also say they are considering cutting him. I thought he played poorly again against New England on Friday. You know, he was playing against third stringers, fourth stringers, guys who probably won't make the team. Physically, he looks to be overmatched. Uh, technically, he looks to be making many errors, and, and mentally, he just looks defeated. So I just don't know where he fits right now um, on this team other than in, in a, a major, major backup role. I, I personally would not feel safe with him on the field at any point right now. That's how poorly he is playing. I think he is safe uh, primarily because of the contract, as I mentioned on last week's show. Uh, there is one other very intriguing battle that has played out through uh, during training camp and, and the preseason, and that is the one between the linebackers, the undrafted free agent linebackers, Luke Masterson and Darren Butler. That has probably been, uh, you know, the 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 most fun uh, to watch, in, in my opinion. These two young men go out there and compete their butts off. Both have done enough, in my opinion, to earn a spot on the fifty three. But sometimes it it does just come down to a numbers game and you have to consider the amount of time linebackers are on the field with the with the high percentage of nickel defense that is utilized in today's NFL linebacker oftentimes two linebackers on the field getting the majority of the of the snaps it's just not a position you see teams carry more than than you know four maybe some cases five um you, you, you already know the top three linebackers on the roster, Perryman, Diablo, and Brown. Those are your top three. When in nickel, you can expect to see Diablo and Brown on the field. And, and then the lingering question becomes, is there room for both Masterson and Butler on the team? If I had to pick, I'm going to say they keep one. I'm leaning towards Masterson. I think that's the that seems to be the consensus out there. I think he has the edge because... He's a little bit better in coverage from what I have seen, from what I have read. He is a converted safety, so he has some of those uh, that he has some of that ability in his skill set. Uh, he showed off some of those skills on Friday night with the interception of Mac Jones, and, and you know he's also been very good in special teams. And again, when you're talking about a fourth linebacker or a fifth linebacker, you may not get on the field as, as you know as part of the defense. You're going to have to make your way. Um, on special teams, and he showed that he can do that. He made a big play um, the other night in the game against the Patriots. Now, I think Butler would be a good option for the practice squad. He's also been very good in camp, um, so I I would be concerned whether or not he would even make it back to the practice squad. But I could definitely see Butler getting, you know, the call up immediately. You know, should there be an injury if he does, you know, get put on the practice squad. If there was ever an injury. I don't think they should ever hesitate to call him up. I think he's shown well. Um, you know, I don't think it's outside the question either to, to to think that there could be an injury to some of these linebackers when you look at the injury history of Jayon Brown and Denzel Perryman. The final thing that I'm really curious about seeing here 
There's two players. Uh, one of them is cornerback Sam Webb and then uh, defensive end to Sean Bauer. I'm very curious to see if they end up on the 53-man roster. I thought Bauer played great all preseason long. I think he set, not set, but he led the NFL um, in sacks throughout the preseason with five. He capped it off with another two-sack performance against New England. I, I, I would expect to see his name on that roster as the fourth edge rusher behind Crosby, Jones, and Malcolm Kuntz. Speaking of Malcolm Kuntz, he also played very well this preseason. I'm excited, I'm excited to see what he can do this season if he can get in, involved in a you know, consistent rotation you know, when he, you know, as a sub-pass uh, rusher. As far as Sam Webb is concerned, it, you know, it, it seems to me he's very sticky in coverage. You know, he had some pass breakups. I didn't see him getting beat too often. He just, he, he always seemed like he was in the right spots, close to his man in coverage. Um, you know, as an undrafted free agent, he didn't seem to be, um, you know, his head wasn't spinning. He wasn't lost out there. He always seemed to be doing what he was supposed to be doing. And, and, and I know that the Raiders added some cornerbacks through trade and free agency, but, you know, I, I, I think, you know, Webb is is an intriguing young player um, who can play some man coverage, and, and and I thought, you know, I think he deserves to be on the roster again. If not, you know, I would definitely look to try to stash him on the practice squad if uh, if they can. So so those are some of the players that I know I'll be looking out for once the roster is released, and, and then after the roster is released, the attention immediately turns to who can they sign to the practice squad, and, and that is really the next uh, piece to the puzzle for the for the Raiders. Um, there is one final topic that I wanted to discuss here b- before I wrap it up this week, and this one will be a little bit brief this this week's uh, show. But um, I wanted to to briefly discuss the Raiders' joint practices last week with the Patriots, and I know that we're we're a week removed, but t- you know from everything that I read, it, it sounds like it was total domination by the Raiders. You know, especially on the offense, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro seem to be having their way with with the Patriots' defensive backs. And I mentioned it last week. That was one of the things that I I said I wanted to hear about or or you know see is that that connection with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, you know, was the connection still there? And it sounds like they haven't missed a beat. So um um I'm a little bit more bullish on the offense than I was even a couple of weeks ago. I really think that this off offense um you know has has great great potential to be high powered, high scoring. Um. I, you know, if the offensive line can can hold up and not be a complete liability, then you know the potential to be a top five offense is is certainly there. And in fact, I would probably be disappointed if if they were not inside the top five offense with the play caller and the talent that they have. Um, I think that should be you know the expected. Now, I also must admit that defensively, I I've been more impressed than I expected to be. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the play of the defense throughout the preseason. We did not see many of the starters. We didn't see, you know, the, the big guns. I, we didn't see Crosby and Jones and, and some of those guys um, in the game. So we, we have yet to see them at full strength. But, but, but I do think the unit could be a little bit better than what I initially thought. And, and from reports coming from the joint practices, they played well, as um, maybe not as well as the offense, but they de- they certainly held their own, forced some turnovers. Jayon Brown had a couple of interceptions, and, and you know that's how you win. That's how you win games. You 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 create turnovers. You get after the quarterback, and and hopefully 
that is something that this new Raiders defense can do under uh, uh, Graham and in his new philosophy on defense. So overall, I, I think Raider Nation, y- y- you better be excited. You have to be excited about the direction that things are heading right now. Coming off the 4-0 preseason, I know that doesn't mean a whole lot, but um, you know they looked good. And, you know, I saw Jason Horowitz, the new voice of the Raiders. He tweeted this stat out uh, a couple of days ago, and I, I wanted to share it with you guys if you didn't see it. The Raiders had the fewest penalty yards in the preseason of any team and are the first team since 2011 without a turnover in the preseason. So those are two things that you hope will translate into regular season. Um, McDaniels has this team playing disciplined football, clean football, and he has this team, McDaniels, Coach McDaniels, doing all the right things. Yes, it's preseason, but they appear to be buying in to the new philosophy that is being preached. So those are a few of my thoughts on the 53-man roster, a few of my thoughts on um, the joint practices, and and a little bit of my expectations for the upcoming season. Um, I will get you guys some of my thoughts on, I'm not going to give you a prediction this year as far as a record, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my, my, what I believe is the floor for this team and what I believe is the ceiling for this team. So you can um, expect to hear that from me, you know, in one of my next episodes. Okay. Uh, In the meantime, we're going to have to see how this all shakes out. As I mentioned, please Join me now over at Silver and Black Pride, their podcast network. Go out there and subscribe it. As soon as you finish up listening to this show, go over there right now. Click the subscribe button. You will be hearing from me again very, very soon. Um, Next week, we will have a week one game to preview. Time to get excited. I'm very much looking forward to it. Please follow me on Twitter as well, at egrop 5 for all the latest updates with Just Pod Baby. I hope you guys come along with me as we embark on a new journey and a new season, which should be very, very exciting for Raider Nation. I hope that everyone has a great week. And until the next time, I am Evan Grote. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, just win, baby.